0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. mobilecom This is Issues 2019. I'm Steve McIntosh, and our guest is Mark Eby, President, CEO, Kansas Humane Society. Welcome to Issues 2019. Well,
1: thank you for having me back. I, I think this is... Second or third time I've been here, maybe. I, and I believe it's number two. So I appreciate you guys talking to us and letting me talk about the Humane Society. I always love coming in and telling everybody what a great <laughs> job we're doing. So, now,
0: so how long have you been at the Humane Society? I am
1: in my sixth year, believe it or not. Um, it's amazing how quickly it's gone. Uh, I just, I love what I do. I love the staff, the volunteers, everybody who helps us out with um, donations. It's just an incredible place to do and accomplish what we accomplish uh, every single day. You know, we're open seven days a week, basically 355 days a year. So it's a lot of work, but it's a truly a labor of love for You've everybody. you just answered there. my first eight questions. <laughs> Sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what did you do before that?
1: I was at Big Brothers Big Sisters that's for right. seven years before that. Yep. Okay. Yep.
0: okay, does the K- uh, KHS uh, have a mission statement?
1: We do. Um, it's to help all of the animals in Wichita um, that are either homeless or looking for homes. Um, and provide services for people for their animals as well. That's one of the things we've really shifted to in the last couple of years is making sure that we provide services for everybody who already has a pet. So we have a store there where people can come in and shop. We now have a full-time groomer where you can actually get your animal groomed with us. Uh, We have training classes for people, and it's a great place to come in and look for an animal too. We also offer birthday parties for kids, um, all kinds of activities for kids. We have companies that come in there and have. And now their, you've answered my. I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm just <laughs> love talking about the place. So, you do, you do. You know, it, it it really is a. Pl- we want it to be a one stop resource for everybody, and have it be the first place that they come. And the great part about it is, any money that you spend there stays to help more animals. That's the best part about it.
0: So you're you're uh, friendly to the two legged animals as well. Then eh? absolutely. <laughs> I mean,
1: I want to make it. We one of our goals has always been to make the humane society a family friendly place um, for kids to be able to come in for adults to be able to come in and even if you know if it's snowing outside and you can't go out to the zoo or can't go to a petting zoo or something somewhere come to the humane society and you can browse around for animals there and maybe even hold a cat hold a dog if that's what you're really into and hang out with them for a little bit
0: now can you share with us your annual budget and how you pay the bills
1: sure our annual budget is about 3.8 million dollars um and about half of our income comes from the services that we provide. So the adoptions that we do, uh, a dog now is $180, a puppy is $250, a cat is, pick your price, and a kitten is $75. And everybody always asks us why we charge for those those animals. Well, we do that to help us offset some of our budget, but that only gets us to about half of our number. So $1.9 million comes from that, the um, surgeries that we do, the training classes, things like that. The other half comes from donors, directly from donors. So about $1.9 million a year come from special events or donations. We just got done having a concert over at The Wave. Uh, We do Wolfstock every year, which is the first Saturday in October. That's our big fundraiser and then donors that come in and and make a donation to us because they know how important it is to help animals in our community
0: you've just answered questions number 12 through 15. <laughs> I'm just, we're just going to fly <laughs> through this aren't we okay we can go home early on this one <laughs> so how many employees do you have
1: i now have 60 uh, full-time employees and about eight or nine part-time employees um, we've hired a third vet which was a big step for us so now i have three full-time vets that do surgeries seven days a week Um, We do between 30 and 40 spay-neuter surgeries every single day. Uh, We adopt out an animal about every 17 minutes that we're open. So if you think about that, um, as the day goes through, you have to be able to replace those animals with new animals. So they all have to have a spay-neuter surgery. They all have to have a microchip. They all have all their shots except for a rabies vaccination when they leave our facility. And we do that. We don't give the rabies vaccination because we want you to visit a vet when you first leave. So we want you to go get initial Um, consultation with a vet, have a rabies vaccination, and that's all you really have to do once you leave. And usually those are 10 or 20 bucks. How many uh, animals do you help during a year? Last year, we helped 15,999. We were one short of 16,000, which was an all-time record for us. That includes all the animals that we did surgery on for the outside. We do approximately 10 surgeries a day for people that are low income. They can bring their dog or cat into us and have a cat spare neutered for $60, a dog spare neutered for $85. Then we adopted out 11,204 animals. Um, And that means that our save rate last year was up to about 94%. And that was an all-time record too. So when I first started there six years ago, our save rate, which means the percentage of live animals that went out with a live outcome, was around 72%. Um, When we moved into our building 10 years ago, it was in the 50s. So that's how much we've improved in 10 years and in five years. The
0: other half of the, the other percentage is those that have to be euthanized? Have to then? be
1: euthanized, yeah. And, and we so still do you that. get
0: a 90%, that's pretty uh, darn good. Anything yet.
1: above 90% really is considered a no-kill shelter by every means. Um, we don't ta- call ourselves that because we still have to euthanize animals. And we will always be that way because we are an open admission shelter, which means that we take every animal that comes into us if somebody can't care for it. No matter what it's done, no matter what health condition it's in, I do have people bring me animals that are 19 years old, that are in horrible health, but they don't want to make the decision to, to put them down. And in that instance, in those with those animals, in most cases, it's better just to, to put them down and, and have them have a good ending like that. Rather than having them let go out in a field... Um, to freeze to death, get eaten by an animal, something like to that. be
0: suffering more. Exactly. Yeah. Um,
1: running the street. So let's just talk about if there was a dog that attacked a kid in your neighborhood and they brought it into us and we said, no, we can't adopt that animal out, so we're not going to take it. That animal more than likely is going to get let go in your neighborhood and attack again. Mm-hmm. And we don't want that to happen. So we feel like part of our mission is to help the city and our residents here, by making sure that those animals that are a menace to to, to our citizens aren't back out on the streets.
0: Now, when I, my kids were growing up, we used to come down and visit your facility down there on K-15. That was a it long was, time ago, Steve. It, it was, no, no offense. It was, not, <laughs> it was not a terribly pleasant place it to be. It wasn't. It was Talk about your new facility. I say new. You've been there how long? You say ten, ten, years, 10 years? 10 years. We just Whoa, celebrated damn.
1: our 10-year anniversary on June 22nd. Um, the new facility is fabulous, especially when you compare it to the old facility, but I go around uh, the country and tour other facilities, and Wichita has a world-class facility. We have a nicer facility than Omaha, Kansas City. Oklahoma City doesn't even have a facility. Um, Fort Worth, Dallas and Denver are nicer than us, but they've spent over 40 million dollars on their facilities each. Ours was nine and a half million when we built it 10 years ago. It's completely paid off, which was great. We fundraised it all and raised and paid for it ourselves. Um, We receive no city money, no county money, no federal money, nothing from the United Way, and that's okay. We want them to fund agencies that are important to their organizations. We have been able so far to make sure that we can meet our budget every single year, and that's a great part of what we do. We know you care for dogs and cats. What other
0: animals have you helped out there?
1: Well, we have um, some rabbits every once in a while, especially right after Easter. We'll get about uh, 10 or 20 rabbits a week or two after Easter. Chickens? Uh, uh, No chickens. We don't (laughs) take any farm animals. Um, They do next door, Wichita Animal Services, the city-run shelter. Um, We have rats, um, guinea pigs, hamsters, gerbils. Occasionally, we'll get um, some parrots, things like that in. Um, We've had sugar gliders, hedgehogs. Uh, all that kind of stuff. So hmm. we anything that's a small mammal considered a small mammal. We usually try and do. We don't do reptiles anything like that. No reptiles. Huh? Thank goodness. I am not a snake. Yeah, I don't person consider at all. them.
0: Uh, no, I don't. They're, they're like a mistake. Of my a my staff <laughs> makes
1: fun of me and and does things to me all the time because they know my fear of snakes and it's just. I don't know. I so know it's irrational.
0: Have you ever found a rubber
1: snake in your office? Uh, yes, many times. I, and in my car, and outside my door, it happens all the time because they know I have an irrational fear of snakes. Does
0: anybody and ever uh, drop some uh, plastic dog dew in your office?
1: Not yet. That has not happened. And I hope that I, we've had the real thing though, Steve, and that's so that's you yeah, know the, when you when you have dogs in your office all day long, and we allow our employees to bring their animals in. Occasionally, they you get the real You can't let them out on time, uh, and they have to go. So, not a novelty. Yes, okay. exactly.
0: All right, let's focus on dogs for a minute. Okay. How, how many how many dogs do you deal with in a
1: year's time? We usually have between 6, 000, around 6,000 dogs and 6,000 cats. It's usually pretty close 50-50 okay. percentage that we have. Those animals come to us in two different ways. Um, we get them from Wichita Animal Services, which is the dog catcher, for lack of a better term. Yeah. They're picking up strays and taking in strays. Um, we pull over around 6,000 animals from them every year. And then another 6,000 come in from people that are relinquishing their animal to us, that they can no longer care for it. um, And we take that animal. We try and provide them services. And last year we were able to get around 800 people to keep their animal with the services that we provided. So maybe they needed some food, maybe they needed some medical that we were able to do ourselves. Maybe they needed some training. We were able to provide that for them and they kept their animals. So that's a big part of what we do as well. What's the procedure for adopting out dogs and cats? People come in, and you look around. You fill out a form when you first get there that tells what kind of person you are, what kind of personality you have, and what kind of animal you're looking minute. for. Wait a minute. <laughs> what? You're screening the two-legged one? Sure. Okay. Well, a couple of different ways. So when an animal comes in, too, we look at what kind of personality it is. So if you're a, a person that likes to sit around on the couch, I don't want to match you with a one-year-old lab. Because that dog doesn't like to sit around on the couch very much. Okay. Um, we'll try and put you maybe with something that, that tends to be a little less active, maybe a smaller animal. Um, so we ask them a series of questions, say, what, what are your interests? What, what kind of animal are you interested in? Then we try and match them with animals that are uh, matching to that preference. And, you know, sometimes they don't want that, and that's okay. We'll let them adopt if a different kind of animal if they want that. But we try and make the best match possible. Our return rate is only about 8%, which is below the national average. Usually the national average is around 10%. So I think we do a really good job with trying to get people with the right animal.
0: Do you uh, advise all dog and cat owners to have their animals neutered? I think
1: you Absolutely, do. Yeah. absolutely. That's a requirement for every animal that goes out of the Humane Society. We've got so many... Unwanted animals in this city right now, that it's a huge problem, and especially kittens and especially pit bull puppies. Mm. Those are the two biggest problems that we have in our city. And actually, it's illegal to breed pit bulls in the city of Wichita. So, anything over six months is required to be spay or neutered, and you're not allowed to breed pit bulls at all. So, wow, yeah, didn't know that. Yeah, and it's a problem. I mean, there are still people that do it kind of behind the scenes, and I know. The city is trying to do as much as they can to enforce it. But, you know, there are so many people out there that are doing it. Last year we got around 1,500 kittens into our facility um, in the summertime. And that's just overwhelming. I mean, you can't care for 1,500 kittens.
0: How many, uh, country, and maybe you don't have this figure, but how many dogs and cats do you think, are euthanized in this country? You know,
1: I don't know that number off the top of my head. I can give you some statistics for us. Um, Ten years ago, I can tell you, the first year that we moved into that building, we euthanized around 7,300 animals. Um, Last year, that number dropped down to 694. So that's how much we've changed in ten years. And it's really due to people coming and adopting. I know that culture has changed. When my parents were looking for an animal when they were younger, everybody went to a breeder back then. Now I think a younger population, and I'm 50, and people my age or younger tend to go to a shelter first, and I think that's fabulous. I Mm -hmm. mean, shelter pets are great, and a lot of times they don't have the inbreeding that some breeders do where you get bad animals at times. So we really promote that. We get different types of animals. We don't necessarily ever adopt out anything that has papers that's a purebred, but we get animals in there that you would swear are purebred animals.
0: You're listening to Issues 2019 on the Intercom radio stations, and our guest is Mark Eby, President CEO Kansas Humane Society. Um, tell us about cats. Did you just mention how many cats you get every year? It's
1: about six thousand as well. 6,000 yeah. 6, yeah.
0: dogs, six thousand cats.
1: Yes, okay. and you know a few hundred of the other animals. The cats, like I said, are the the issue with them is kittens more than anything else. Kitten mortality rate is really high. If you don't, if people don't know. Um, about 50% of kittens pass away. Mm. Um, And there's just nothing you can do, even if you're caring for them and doing everything they can, especially if mom's not with them. So one of the things we encourage people to do is if you find a litter of kittens, like on your balcony or or somewhere under your deck or something, wait a couple of days and see if mom is there with them. Because if you bring that litter of kittens into us and mom isn't with them, their mortality rate goes up dramatically. Whereas if you can get mom and the kittens together and you want to get them off your property, then that's a much better outlook and and opportunity for those kittens.
0: And A couple of years ago... uh... My wife and I spent some time in in Athens, Greece. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever been there. I have never been there. But just walking Loved around him. in Athens, the feral cats yep. are everywhere. Uh-huh. I don't know if that's true of other European cities or not. But are, are feral cats a, a big problem in
1: in Wichita? They, you know, I guess it, how we, you define I, I, problem. I, I you know? can say
0: three of them in our block, yeah. In our neighborhood.
1: Yeah, they they are a problem. Um, when they're a nuisance, they're a problem. When they're not a nuisance and they're doing things that help our community, which is mice, snake control, um, things that, like that, they aren't a problem. So one of the things that we've talked about a lot in this city is trap-neuter-release, which means um, catching those feral cats, spay and neutering them, and releasing them back. What happens when you do that is you've got a community of, let's say, eight cats, feral, feral cats that are living together. When you remove one of those cats and you euthanize it, another cat comes into that community. So they always have eight. That's how they like to... I mean, there's a standard that they like to keep. So if we are spay and neutering those animals and returning them, you don't get those un- unneutered and unspay or neutered animals returning to that area or, or filling in for that void. Mm. And so that's one of the things I've really been uh, out there trying to investigate. Houston has a trap-neuter-release ordinance. Um, I think Omaha has one. I know Lawrence and Salina and Topeka all have trap neuter ordinances. So it's one of the things that we're somewhat behind here. And I think in the next year, you'll probably see something come out that talks about trap neuter release and trying to reduce that population down. You know, there, there's always the question of, well, they kill birds, they kill things that are in your community that you don't want them to kill. Well, they're going to be there either way. I would rather have them spay or neutered <laughs> so that they're not reproducing and not creating more animals.
0: What, uh, what do you say to pet owners about uh, pet care during the, the hot weather? It just recently started to get hot in here.
1: Sure, and, uh, sure. And
0: what do you think about that?
1: Well, obviously never leave your, car, your animal in a car. That's a big part of what we deal with in Wichita. Um, people like to take their animals. They think they're going to have a good time. Um, they leave them in the car, and it gets boiling hot in there within minutes. Um, some of them will leave the car running. But I will caution you, cars die, um, things happen, and if that happens, your animal is going to die. Um, So we always encourage people, leave your animals at home. If they have to stay outside, uh, make sure they always have fresh water. Make sure they have shade. Make sure they have a cool area to go to. When you bring them in, make sure that you're not trying to run them around and get all kinds of energy out because a lot of times, if they've been outside, they're already heated up and hot. They want to just lay down and cool off and rest. And grooming. You know, a big part of it is grooming. Brushing your animal, taking it to a groomer to get its hair cut is important because this time of year we all like to have short hair. I mean, all of us get that summer cut. You get a summer cut every year, right? Yes,
0: I do. (laughs) Whatever there is. (laughs) You said it, not me. I get both of them cut. (laughs) So uh, does the Humane Society offer any training programs for pets and and pet owners?
1: We do. We do. We offer um, puppy training classes. We offer um, animals that have any kind of dog-to-dog aggression, um, which is group training. We offer one-on-one training. Um, Our trainer, Courtney Street, is fabulous. She's been there almost three years now. And she offers classes, different classes, just about every single night for people. They're weekly. Um, so you come to the Humane society, bring your animal with you um, you're interacting with other people and other animals and it's a great way again to support the Humane society because the money stays right there to help other animals
0: We did take one of our dogs to uh, puppy kindergarten or whatever uh-huh. it was and uh, it seemed to be helpful but the main thing is uh, how, how do we how do we train him to be House trained. How, how do we,
1: what's, it, what's patience the, is the best the, thing. What's the key to that? Uh, praise when they go outside and they do the right thing outside, praising them. I mean, mm-hmm. we always encourage to not do negative training in any way. Oh, no, so, uh, so it's more that, about praising when they go outside, uh, making sure that when they do the correct thing, that you're there to give them a treat, there to praise them, tell them how good they do. They, they recognize that, and eventually they'll learn. Um, also, uh, immediately after feeding or after getting a big drink, take them outside. Because most animals will want to go to the bathroom right after those two things. Really? So if you feed them in the morning, you know, let them outside to go potty the first thing in the morning. Then feed them, then take them outside and let them go to the go poop. And that's the best thing to do. To and they learn a routine too, and There's, their bodies get in a routine. Giving
0: us a million dollars worth of advice <laughs> right there. I'll tell you that rolled up newspaper didn't work on no, my, didn't work on my work. kids. That won't
1: work. No.
0: <laughs> How. How about uh, education for young people? Field trips to the Kansas Humane Society. You do anything yeah, like that? Yeah,
1: we do. We do some incredible. I just things think with that would be people. a great field trip. Oh, I don't it think is. Any it of is. my grandkids have ever been there? Exactly. Last year, we um, we interacted with around nineteen thousand kids in Sedgwick County. So we go out to schools actually and do presentations in classrooms. Then we also have classes that come into the Humane Society and tour the facility during the summertime or whenever USD two hundred and fifty nine is closed. We have Crater Camp. Um, which is camp for kids to come in and learn about animals, learn how to be around animals, interact with animals. We have week-long classes um, during the summertime. Some of them even have scholarships available. So if, you, if you're you know, lower income or you don't think you can afford it, call us. Um, we have about 100 scholarships available that reduce the cost down to $25. So it's a great way for kids to come and get involved. Um, once a month on Friday nights, we do what's called Furry Film Friday. Um, we actually show a movie and provide pizza, and mom and dad can go out for a couple of hours, and it's it's a great way for kids to come in, learn about animals, watch a movie with us, have some pizza, and mom and dad don't have to worry about a babysitter.
0: Uh, just to go back to, uh, if, if you will, the, the training, the once a week or whatever uh-huh. you try. Is there a charge for that?
1: There is. There is a charge for it. Um, it's usually between 99 and $139 um, for six to eight weeks, depending on how long the class is. So it's, a, it's very economical. We try and compete and stay competitive with everybody else in town that might offer those things. We understand there's other services out there. But again, the best part about coming to the Humane Society is that the money that you're, that you're giving us stays there to help more animals. It doesn't go anywhere.
0: Tell us about some of the more unusual animals you've seen out there.
1: Well, I've seen a King Corso, um, which which is a dog that is basically hairless, um, which is interesting. We've had some hairless cats that have come in um, next door, which is Wichita Animal Services. I've seen an alligator over there uh, that they confiscated from a home. Um, it, it, you know. It, we see all kinds of stuff next door that because they take everything for us, it's dogs, cats, and small mammals. So you don't see as much variety of the animal, but we see just about every breed of dog. Um, every breed of cat. I've seen, uh, mancoons that are just really big cats. They're 25, 30 pound cats. Um, yeah. So we get a few of those in every once in a while. Um, you know, I've seen a baby hedgehog, which is something that I had never thought I'd see. Um, we've had little baby rabbits running around. Mm. Um, we care for them and take Actually, care of the them.
0: Actually, the baby rabbits hop around.
1: They do. Well, kind of. <laughs> they, they tend to try and get away from me as quick as possible, and they're not always hopping. They're trying to run they in run. other cases, yeah. too. yeah.
0: Tell yeah. me about your employees and your volunteers.
1: They're, you know, they're fabulous. We wouldn't be able to do what we do without them, and I, I truly mean that. Um, you know, every once in a while, you'll get somebody post something on social media that's a negative about one of my employees, and it, it hurts. Because we care about every animal that comes in there. We want to help every single animal that comes in there. And if we could, we would. I, I would not have somebody working there that didn't have a heart for animals and wanting to help every animal. And we probably adopt some of the ones that are the hardest ones to adopt out. We take them ourselves because we know they're going to be hard to adopt. And we take them and, and take care of them. But, and then my volunteers. you know, I have 1,200 volunteers that give us 70,000, 75,000 hours a year. Were the volunteer hours, and I would not be able to do everything we do without their help, too.
0: Special events, special events, fundraisers.
1: Special, our biggest special event is Wostock. Um, first Saturday in October. I think it's October 5th this year, if I'm not mistaken, is the first Saturday. Um, event at Sedgwick County. We have a walk beforehand where you can walk a mile and a half with your dog, and then you get a breakfast with it. Um, all kinds of people come out. We have um, demonstrations from the police, the fire department. Um, The uh, military come out We have special things for you to do with your dog Obstacle courses, races And then there's all kinds of booths out there We have music going on all day It's from 10 to 3 um, And it is just a great event every year
0: Now, on the breakfast, uh, do you get hash browns with your alcohol?
1: You get everything uh, (laughs) The dog actually gets a special breakfast too, believe it or not Butler County Community College, their culinary school, comes out and makes it And that's part of our agreement with them and it's a really cool deal for them and a really cool deal for our people. How many dogs and animals do you come through there every year? Uh, uh, Wostock, there's probably, yeah. there's, there's about 10,000 that really? come through there every year. It's a big, I mean, it's a big fundraiser for well, us. Yeah. And it's our only fundraiser every year. We don't do anything else ourselves. Okay, So we focus on that one event and we try and make it as big as possible and as fun as possible. And our focus the last two years has been, about trying to get more things for people to do with their pets while they're there so they come out they have a great day with their animal and they realize god this was so much fun i want to continue to do this.
0: anything new and exciting in the planning stages for you
1: for for us as a shelter Yeah. Um, well you know we just built an outdoor cat area um, for feral cats specifically okay. so that we can adopt out feral cats so if a business calls us and says hey we want a feral cat for our business to be a mouser we have those available now um, we are in the process of putting in a new play yard which is our fourth turf play yard Um, that always allows us no matter what the weather's like to always have those animals outside playing Um, we do play groups with the dogs now which allows them to play together and get some fun time together and then just everything we do with our animals um, every single day and the kids I really focus on because of my background at big brothers and kids and also animals we try and do stuff all the time with animals and kids
0: all right sounds like you got a lot of exciting things going on out there and it sounds like the place is nice enough that if I have my in-laws coming in town, I'll ask them to see if I can... Uh,
1: you know, anybody that comes by, I will give a tour to, I'm Steve. not talking about a tour. I'm to <laughs> let them stay there. Oh, to stay there? I don't know if I have space for that right now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. Well, listen, Mark, it's always fun to do this, and maybe in a few months we'll do it again. What I'd do you love to. It's always fun to talk about uh, animals and, and the Kansas Humane Society, and we appreciate your time with us this morning. Appreciate it. Our guest, Mark Eby, President, CEO, Kansas Humane Society, And that's all for this edition of Issues 2019. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.